What's up, y'all? My name is T. Shaw, and this is Brewing Black Podcast, where the contents we serve you is authentic, vulnerable, and relatable. That means we serve you with no cream and no sugar. I guess I like my coffee black. Yo, 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 this is Scarlet P, pronouns he, him, his. And it's your boy T. Shaw, pronouns he, him, his. And this is Bruin Black, giving you all the latest in black news and entertainment for our intellectuals, our millennials, and those who like their information like we like our news. Black. Black. <laughs> How you feeling, T? Bro, <laughs> the last 48 hours has been hectic. Um, yeah, man, I, so first the neighborhood cat, this little straight cat has fleas. So it has given the whole complex fleas. I was talking to a neighbor. She told me, I was like, oh, I think we good. My, my little guy got front line. No, these fleas is aggressive, bro. So I've spent so much time trying to get him rid of these fleas. Like I've been giving flea baths, all this. So then it's like, that's just my first interaction with bugs. And then on what's today, Thursday, on Tuesday, I got bit by a spider um, and my arm swole up. Like at first it was just like a little knot and I was like, oh, I probably got bit by something. I put some stuff on. It. I took an allergy pill and then my arm throughout the day just swole up and it started looking almost as if it was like my lower leg, like like a calf muscle was growing on like my forearm. So I was like, damn, bro, I got to take this shit to the hospital. They ran me up a check at the hospital, $250 for the medication and just to be seen just for them to give me a little information um, and give me the stuff that I need. And it's like, bro, I got insurance. So what am I paying insurance for? So I have decided in my heart that the next movement has to be a movement for universal health care, because this makes no sense. I think the thing that really made me more mad than my situation, I saw a lot of people like doing pretty bad. Like they needed some real medical attention. I could only hope, like I only could think of like, I know I'm here. My shit's not that, like, it's not that serious. Like, it's unfortunate, but, like, some of these people look like they really have some bad stuff going on, and they finna really get charged an arm and a leg. And then that's, that's like, if they don't have insurance, it's finna be even more than that, bro. So, yeah, I decided that that has to be the next movement. <laughs> Jeez, I'm sorry, bro. It's been it's been a, a crazy couple of days, ain't it? Yeah, bro. How, how's your day uh, been? Look, well, the, the day's been good. Um, I, I'm coming off of a great uh, birthday celebration. Wow. Um, uh, three days, four events. Um, pool partied up, game nighted up, clubbed, clubbed it out, brunched it up. Um, so just a little bit of everything. So um, I, I'm I was tired. Um, on Sunday and Monday, but I've been I've been kicking butt in terms of getting stuff done and grinding. We love um, that. So I'm just yeah, man. I'm just I'm just in good spirits. Um, like our last episode, I had reflections of of 28, and I really feel like I'm I'm stepping in into destiny. I'm really coming for 28's neck. Um, and by the time you know I'm 29, y'all y'all man, y'all gonna see me on um at some new heights. So you know, I'm just really thankful for that. So you know, we we gonna we gonna balance each other out, man. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some some of this good that good light, energy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I got you, man. I, I I got a lot this week for whatever reasons. So um, it's all good. I feel that. I feel that. And let me tell the people, this man threw some amazing events for his birthday. Um, shout out to Michael. Michael had the best quote of the weekend. He said that Scholar P curates people. And that is like you have to really understand and be around this man to see like how his social energy really just like just brings positivity to everybody. It brings a good time and just the the way that he's able to throw events and how people come together, like it is like nothing you've seen before. So shout out to this guy. Look, man, that's that's really all I wanted. Those are literally all my dreams uh, come true. Um, you know, uh, you know, we we went to UCLA together, um, me and T. Shaw, and we threw a great event with USC. Um, shout out to the, to the USC and the Black Student Network there. Um, 
And it was like all the people and from all aspects of my life were together um, in one spot, you know, really just enjoying being black and living life and, and feeling safe. And that's what I wanted from, from my birthday. So I had events that really allowed people to connect with each other. Cause like, I already know y'all love me. I, I love y'all, but it's about connecting with each other and building up a stronger network of love and support. And so that was my dream come true. I'm still on cloud nine and, and the energy is good. Y'all gave me the push that I needed to be like, like, I want to do more of this. I want to have bigger events. I want to, I want to bring even more people together. You know what I'm saying? And do it on a bigger scale. And so I'm, I'm just super hyped. So I thank y'all for being a part of it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. So before we jump into the episode, I got to do the land acknowledgements. So this is the land of the Gabrielino and the Tongva. This is stolen land. This is colonized land. And we will always, always, always pay those respects. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, one one thing that, that um, people actually enjoy um, at one of my events, which was a game night, um, shout out to Beverly Hills Suites, um, was watching the Olympics. And, mm-hmm. you know, a, a lot of people, um, you know, a lot of athletes, you know, especially given what, what was going on last last year, have been dealing with not only injuries, but mental health issues. Yeah. Um, and one one athlete in particular that's been dealing with them is Simone Biles. Tisha, tell the people more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So we know we've talked about this. Simone Biles is the goat, the goat of gymnastics, one of the greatest gymnasts we've ever seen in our lives. There were high, there was definitely high hopes for her um, coming into the Olympics that she was going to body gold. They were going to carry the U.S. Uh, gymnastics team to gold, and she was going to sweep all of the events. Um, but she didn't have, uh, she didn't have it. Uh, she was dealing with a lot of mental health things. She spoke about it. Um, she was very candid and open, and she really um, thanked no- Naomi Osaka for being able to give her, like, to empower her and encourage her to, like, have a voice um, by watching her stand up for herself. And honestly, like, I think after, like, after she pulled out the events, the the initial response was like, okay, maybe she has um, a physical injury. But no, she came out and said, like, no, it was mental health. But uh, gymnasts and a lot of gymnasts have come out to talk about this. And I think they put this into perspective because the initial rhetoric was that like, oh, Simone Biles quit on her team. She can't get out of her own head. And she just let the U.S. team down because the U.S. team ended up getting silver um, to the Russians. And conservatives or a lot of conservative pundits jumped at the opportunity to jump on this young black woman and to say, oh, you are the reason we lost to Russia. Like, how do you feel about that? You're a loser. You're a quitter. People that will never, ever be in the position that Simone Biles was in was telling her how to feel. But all of these U.S. athletes, former and current, were saying, like, no, like, do your thing. Like, this is I'm, – I'm glad you made the best decision for you. But gymnasts have come out and talked about this. So former gymnast named Jacoby Miles shared – how really dangerous the twisties. So twisties is the um, the nickname for getting lost in the air. She discussed how how dangerous it really can be. She actually got a bad case of the twisties at some time and she broke her neck and she's paralyzed from like the neck down for the rest of her life. So she's like, if anybody knows it's me, like you don't want to go out there if you're not like 100% in it. And she said like Simone Biles is She's doing things that no one has ever seen before. Like the degree of difficulty that she's performing her flips are at the highest that they've ever been. So for her to not like be there mentally, if she has any type of like twisty, she said like that we need to be we need to recognize how incredible of a feat it was for her to even be able to land on her feet. Like most gymnasts like bail out and she was going for, I believe, about two and a half flips and she did a a just one one whole one and. Gymnasts were saying, like, you don't understand how scary that is. Like, as a gymnast, like, for you to get lost in only not even complete half of what you were trying to do, like, a lot of things go wrong. So I just want to say um, just big shout out to Simone Biles um, for one, just on a, a world platform, not even a national platform, but a world platform, being able to discuss mental health and how it really affects athletes. But just being able to take care of herself, right? Like I, I, you have, it takes a lot of courage and a lot of care for yourself to be able to make that decision. And I, I think that someone this young, like I think that it is just important that she was able to do that because so many people would have went out there and maybe ruined the rest of their lives, ruined the rest of their career. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So we do, and, you know, w- once again, you have these pundits who are uh, coming at her, you know, and, and we all know it's because she's black. We don't have to pretend here if we're on black, you know, people are people are trying to find reasons. But I, I'll harken back to what Venus Venus said. All the people who are criticizing her could never even touch what she's doing. Simone Biles on her way, worst day is still a thousand times better than ninety nine point nine 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 nine. Nine 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 percent of the universe. So, um, so she's she's earned enough credits credits for a few lifetimes. No one has a right to say anything to her at any given time, to be honest. And so, all we can do is what we should be doing, which is showing her love and support. So, shout out to you, Simone Biles. You've already changed the culture not not only for for black folks, but for the sport of gymnastics in general. And you take all the time you need, babe. Like, Absolutely, you, you got this. This is your world, and it, and it all. And like DJ Cal says, it always has been. You know, uh. so period, period. So shout out to her. Um, so for those of you who don't know, what what we're about to enter is something called our light roast. Okay, and basically what that is is when we criticize someone or something in society um, that you know has done something wrong or done something problematic, and sometimes we try to critique them with love, but some of y'all don't really deserve the love. Um, and so today we're we're going to be talking about the baby and the ti or the the tip tip um, for for those of you who might not know. So. Um, T, do you have a clip of what the baby said? Because I think was it was it Rolling Loud? Was it that, that this happened at or? Yeah, dog. Unfortunately, so we're gonna queue up and listen to this ignorance, and then we'll get on. So just give us one second. You didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, any of them deadly sexual transmitted diseases that'll make you die in two, three weeks. Put a cell phone like the lady. If you smell like water, put a cell phone like the Fellas, lights up. Fellas, if you ain't sucking your dick in the parking lot, put your cell phone on. Let's be up. real about these. Yeah, keep it real. Some of y'all suspect as a motherfucker. Let's be real. You did. And then I just want to play a quick clip um, from because their minds haven't 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 developed to the to the place where they can wrap their minds around those type of experience and those types of uh, visual presentations and know how to sort it out within their 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 perception. You did, but I feel the same way about the WAP video. I actually enjoyed the WAP video a little bit better, but I still feel the same way. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. But if you're going to have a WAP video, you're going to damn sure have a little Nas X video. And if you're going to have a little Nas X uh, 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 video and him living his truth, you're going to damn sure have people like the baby who going to speak their truth. And it ain't nothing wrong with none of it. Ain't no, it ain't got to be no hate. It's all honesty. It's all honesty. Everybody living in their truth. And if you can live in your truth and be honest with yourself and present yourself to the world as you are, then I got to respect that. Okay. So, <laughs> I have a lot of things off the top of my mind, but Scholar P, I want you to be able to break um, some of these things down. So, um, listen to what the baby said. Listen to Ti said. Like, what are some things that might be wrong with their perspectives? Well, let's so let's break it down bit by bit, shall we? So, first of all, there's already a stigma with um, STIs um, in general, and there's a lot of misinformation out there. And so, you know, um, sh- shout out, shout out to um, Araya a- a- Baker. Um, follow him on Instagram. Um, I-, I hope I'm I hope I'm saying his his name right, but um, he was talking about how like a lot of people with HIV are probably going to out- outlive a lot a lot of us who who um, don't who have not been. I'm diagnosed with HIV. Um, and so there it's a myth that, you know, if you have HIV, you're going to die and die soon and things of that nature. There are plenty of people who are living very healthy, active lifestyles mm-hmm. um, with HIV. So that's, that's first, that's first and foremost, you're not dirty. Um, you're, you're, you're not a horrible person if you have that and you shouldn't be shunned by the world. Um, and so that, that's the first thing. Secondly, when we talk about, you know, if you're not some person, you know, second, you know, in the parking lot i just first of all you know me me as a heterosexual man you know what i'm saying i don't care what any any person that that you know isn't someone i'm trying to mess with is doing with their genitalia anywhere on mm-hmm. the planet 
You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? As long as it's as it's consensual and as long as it's not predatorial, as long as it's not pedophilia, pedophilia you go ahead and do whatever you, you need to do. Big and facts. so and and the and there was like um, I think it was the DJ. He was like, yeah, because some of y'all have been acting really suspect. Mm-hmm. Can we put can we stop criminalizing being gay? Um, especially in the male context, Ooh, that's a we have to stop. We stop, you know, that's, that's sus, suspect. We got to pause. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like being gay is not a bad thing. You know, if you're a man and you were giving another man, man, oral pleasure or, 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 you know, interplay or whatever, whatever, that's not a bad thing. That's just what you decide to do with your genitalia. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I don't know why a men who claim to be heterosexual and really anybody, but like, let's let's talk to let's talk to our brothers here like i don't know why y'all care so much about what other men and other human beings do with their genitalia and 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 to be honest the more more you you start to to wonder about it the more i the more i question question what what your fascination is Mm. you know what i'm saying i have i have a lot of gay, gay male friends and they and like they've told me about some of their stories and their romantic ventures and i'm like oh do your thing man do your thing i'm not over here like Oh, that's a little suspect. Cause like, I'm just happy that you're doing your thing and you being happy and you living, living your life. I'll tell them about my escapades and the stuff, stuff that I, that I do, mm-hmm. um, you know, no matter where it is and you know, in society. So it's just like, first of all, you know, just, just as brothers, we got to stop criminalizing it by using the word suspect, by using the word pause. Cause it's, it's just people doing things with their genitalia. As long as it's not hurting anybody or, or assaulting anybody. And it's not with little kids let's let's just let's just stop stop that stuff now with the ti stuff um i think that ti there's a there's a difference y'all between being proud and and preferring something okay and what i mean by that is that i i prefer to be a be a man uh because i understand all the atrocities that women go through (laughs) and i love women. i think women are are some of the best things or, or or the best beings ever to walk earth i love women I prefer to be a man because, you know, I know all the atrocities that women go yeah. through at a lot at the hands of us as men. Mm-hmm. But but at the same time, when you when when someone in a privileged position says they're proud to be something, um, you start to question, you know, what what do you mean by proud? Mm-hmm. And when and when someone's and, and I think that sometimes a lot when people say they're proud to be something it's usually because there's a lot of struggle involved and you overcome i'm proud to be black because of not only our our culture our swag our charisma charisma as a culture but everything that we've been through Absolutely. and so ti might say oh, i'm proud to be a man or i'm proud to be straight straight which which are were the sentiments that were going on with the baby with some of those comments but i i bet you, you would be upset if a white person said oh i'm proud to be white absolutely what you because then with that said like what what makes you proud to be white you know what Talk like about what, it. what what are the struggles that you because of your whiteness have had to overcome mm. and so i think that that's what people get confused when when folks say oh i'm proud to be something when you're proud to be something it usually be, means because you've you've struggled through some type of adversity there's there's some power that you there's there's some struggles and challenges that you've been able to champion over um and that's why women can say oh i'm proud to be a woman that's that's why someone who's in the lgbtqi plus community can say oh i'm proud to be a part of this community look at what we've overcome look at what i have to go 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 through and survive every every day i'm proud because i survived that's- so i i think that ti is missing that point and and i and the last thing i'll say on this is that um i think that when when you say you're proud to be proud to be something you got to be careful because it can make it, it it can make it seem um as if you're like saying it's bad to be something else absolutely so when i say i'm proud to be straight it, it almost makes it seem as if you're saying I would much rather be straight than than that mm-hmm. than LGBT than, than gay. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm proud to be white. It's almost like you're saying, "Oh, I'd much rather be white than than a person of color because these people of color are like bad." And so people just got to be careful with that rhetoric and that language, and you got to understand how that comes off. But T T, what do you think about all this madness? Yeah, before I get started, I, you really gathered them. So look. Bring that ass here, boy. Because we're not done yet. We're not done yet. 
I really loved your point, bro. Like, I think that this, whatever, whoever is listening, they will learn so much from this segment because being able to break down that proud, right? Because, like, where is that coming from? I think that it was a great example to show, like, okay, you can be proud to be black because it stands for something. You're proud of what that stands for, despite what people say about that, right? But it's like there's a history and there's a struggle and there's a beauty behind that. But to be proud to be a man, like, what are you truly proud of? Same way, it's like, what are you proud to be white of? When somebody says they're proud to be white or they're proud of their their southern heritage, uh, they're proud to be uh, from the lineage of the Confederacy. Like, it, you, you see where that slippery start, slope starts to go, right? Like, when you're proud to be a man, you have to think about what masculinity really stands for a lot of the times right like it it is it exists in a way where it often like there's the sexual violence there's physical violence there's it stands for a lot of toxicity right like so i i really appreciated you being able to break that down because i think people will say like oh you need to be proud to be a man right you need to proud to be the period of the family right like (laughs) but we know that those ideas are antiquated we know that those things are social um like they're social constructions that like have been rooted in things that have never really like helped us progress as a society that actually have ultimately like held us back that patriarchy that that colonized thought right it has really put us in a box and forced us to be something that we're not. And then let me go back to uh, like the, the baby comments first. So it really stood out to me not only how he put, he juxtaposed. So when we say juxtaposed too, I, I noticed listening to the episode, we'll use these words and we don't really break it down. So juxtaposed means to put it like against something else. Like to, it's like compare and contrast, right? So first he says like, Oh, someone that doesn't does put your light in the air if you don't have uh, uh, HIV or AIDS and that these sexually transmitted disease that kill you in a few weeks. One, that's misin- misinformation, right? We know that there's things like PrEP that exist that not only like like lowers your like um, transmission rate, but allows you to live a long time and it never develops into full blown AIDS. Like, I think that there's a, it's important. It's like the baby, you ain't reading no books. You ain't watch polls. You ain't really, you ain't, you haven't done the reading because you don't know what you're really talking about. Right. Like to, to equate those two together is misinformation, but then to use that and say like, okay, now put your light in the air. If, uh, what do you say? Like women, uh, they think a thing you, tastes yeah, like water or, yeah, it tastes like water, or yeah. smell like water or something. Like, how do we get from point A to point B and what is the correlation? But I can understand that he's praising women that apparently, I guess, smell good or that are cleanly. So to me, if you're if you're juxtaposing those, if you're putting those in to compare and contrast, you're saying that these people with sexually transmitted disease are dirty. And that's a stigma, right? That's a stigma. And that, that is actually the reason that people have STDs because they don't want to get tested because they don't want to be seen as dirty. Genital herpes is one of the most common things and people will never talk about having it because even though one in four people have it, it's seen as dirty, right? People don't want to get tested to see if they have HIV, to see if they have AIDS, to see if they have chlamydia, to see if they have gonorrhea, and they continue to pass it. And who's often passing it is these men with multiple partners that aren't wearing protection. And it is often these women that are being like subjected to this violence, right? Because it, it, it is violence against your body. It's attacking your health. So I, I think, and, and, and don't get me wrong, it doesn't, it's not just one way. Like it's women that do it to men as well. But I think it's important for us to know, like, especially when we're talking about the gay community too, it's like there's a stigma with that. Um, there, there's been documented evidence of people that are considered down low, right, that don't uh, want to identify as uh, anybody in the LGBT spectrum, right? And they may have a, um, a family, but they also like to have sexual relations with men. And then they're passing things to their partner because, of course, their partner, who they might have a kid with, they're not wearing protection because that's what they do. But, again, they're, they're, they're passing 
these diseases along. And it's like it's it's unfair to both sides. Right. So I think it's important for us to understand that the stigma and that the stigma that literally is in the unwritten words of what he's saying is that these people with these STDs are dirty. And I think that that's where we really have to, like, be able to critically think about what is being said. The other thing that really stands out to me is, like, the suspect thing. And I really, really love that you brought that up because I've never considered that. And I'm like, this dog is brilliant. Because <laughs> for real, like, criminality, that's the words of criminality. It is illegal. Like, to be a suspect is to be, like, the the um, the person indicted or to be seen as the the lead perpetrator in the crime right is being gay a crime i guess in a like a heteronormative like society where like straight people rule the world like yeah it people see as being gay as being a crime and i think it really comes down to people really think that gay people choose to be gay and i think i'm here today to say that that's not a fucking true thing like you don't choose who you're attracted to. I really broke this down with somebody talking to him one time because they told me that they think that gay people choose to be gay. I'm saying, OK, cool. So tell me I, I went to I went to Instagram. This is exactly what I did. I went to Instagram. I went to the Explore page and I had them scroll through and they were attracted to some people. And I'm like, OK, did you choose to be attracted to her? Because you were like, oh, she's fine. OK. In that split decision, you did not choose to be attracted to that person you just were. Right. You skipped over all these three other women. You was like, oh, no, that's not my taste. But you were attracted to her. Right. You didn't choose that consciously. So people don't choose who they're attracted to. It's just it's just what they like. People think that it's a sexual preference. No, it's an orientation. And I think that we have to be able to know what the difference of those words are. You don't choose who you are attracted to. Like, that's like y'all going outside and really talking to somebody and y'all hitting it off. But you like, you know, I don't think she that fine. Or I don't think he that fine. We we can be friends, but I'm not attracted to that person. You don't control those things. I'm sorry. It's it's biological. It's embedded in you. So let me move over to what T.I. is saying. He's saying that he don't think kids should be exposed to that at a young age because he's using these big words that he know he don't know what they mean. T.I. talks like a nigga that really thinks like he like <laughs> I just thought about this Dave Chappelle skit when he was like, oh, no, it's Cat Williams. He said he hate a smart, dumb nigga. <laughs> he said when they hit the blunt, they'd be like, hey, bro, you ever thought about why this called a love seat? <laughs> and that's how I feel about T.I. It's like, he'd be like, expeditiously. It's like he reads the dictionary, but uses words out of context. And he's really trying hella hard to use these words. But I'm sorry, that's neither here nor there. It's just a pet peeve. But he's talking like one that he's high and mighty, but two, he's talking about how these kids should not be exposed to these things because their brains have not processed. They're not uh, grown enough to process what they need to process. And I think that people truly believe this, but they don't realize how homophobic that is because they truly believe if you let uh, a little kid see a man kissing a man, that little kid be like, oh, I want to kiss a man. No, if the kids see you kiss your wife, do you think he like, oh, I want to kiss a, a woman? Like, no, that's not really how it goes. Like, kids are impressionable, but they don't just do everything that they see. Like, then if that was the case, they would think they was Goku and they would jump off of everything and just smack off the, the off the rail. Right. Like, so I just yeah. think I, I really think that it comes down to people thinking that people actively choose who they're attracted to if you can keep kids away from seeing gay things then those kids won't be gay and it's like nah brody like little homie was gay before you like you even realized it It was like how people were blaming Dwayne Wade for Zia Wade being transgender it's like no that was her identity all along he had no say in that matter yeah and I gotta I gotta say and I love I love that point that you made because this is this is basic common sense people uh, gay people are not the majority of of the country. A lot of a lot of gay folks they grow up with fears, fears because they know that that their sexuality isn't accepted. And if if they were were as impressionable as you think they are, don't you think they would 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 already be straight because they see mostly heterosexuality around them. Everywhere. They don't see themselves represented normally. Everywhere. So most of the people around around most most gay folks because they are minority to my knowledge in this country, 
uh, you know, they, they grow up around heterosexuality. So if that was the case, if they were that impressionable, there wouldn't, there wouldn't be gay folks in the first place. If that's how life worked, all of us, all of us would be all, all rich white, white men. If that we were that fucking impressionable, mm-hmm. like, like, come on, come on. Like the, the, the impression, the, oh, they're so impressionable. Well, they, they got mostly straight things around them. Yeah. They got mostly straight things around them. So if that was the case, like everyone would be straight. So, so I think that we don't even, and, but I think that when you are so used to your reality being, being the normality, right. You for, you forget, you forget, you don't, you don't even see that. Like a lot of, a lot of LGBTQI plus folks, they have to live in a super, super straight world that is not oriented towards them at all. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I, I love, I love that. I love that. Um, that point you made see because i think that let's just have some common sense people they they have they are orienting to uh, a heterosexual environment so much so that when they that when they do come out and all these heterosexual people are like oh my gosh like you know they shouldn't have had this around that that around them all they've had is straight people around them for the most part their whole lives what are you talking about what are you talking about you know what i'm saying so this is what it is i look ti the baby I, I know both of y'all. I know y'all from the South. I know y'all street niggas. I, I, I understand, but we got it. We got to keep having these open conversations and dialogues and holding y'all, y'all to the fire because y'all do have a platform. And I feel like the world could be a better place if we do recognize what some of these places where, where we fall short and just loving human beings. Absolutely. Right. And so T.I., if you, if you really believe, you know, that people should be able to live, live in their truths, then you got to understand that for some people, a truth isn't a truth, a, a truth. What you, what you say is a truth. It's just telling, it's just telling someone uh, that their truth is, is invalid, telling mm-hmm. them that their truth is a lie. And that it's not based, based on who they really are, but who they chose to be, which is mm-hmm. BS. So, I mean, that's, look, that's all, that's all I got to say about that. Big but, facts. you know, shout, shout out to everyone holding the baby and, and tip, tip accountable, man. Uh, do, do a little, little better y'all. Um, but, um, you know, I know the baby was, was talking about, you know, HIV and stuff like that, but, um, we, we actually have real health concerns to talk about. All right. So, you know, there's, there's been, um, a lot of new things going on with, with, uh, things like COVID, um, something that will actually can actually kill you soon. Um, and absolutely. Right. So um, there's there's been things with Rolling Loud. Um, there have been some entertainers that, that have gotten COVID. And I think it was yesterday that the CDC said that with this new Delta variant, even if you're fully vaccinated, um, you can you can still uh, catch COVID. Um, they are people. CDC is recommending that people wear a mask even when they're uh, inside side of a place. Um, and, and so it seems like this Delta variant is, is ramping up. T, tell us more about it. Yeah, so I think today um, or this this week we have been averaging about no, I think today we had about eighty five thousand new cases of COVID, and that's just today. So we're on. So it started to decline around like January. Um, no, I'm sorry, it started to decline around like February when the vaccine started first rolling out. Um, but now we're up, starting that that incline again. Um, and it's looking as bad as it was uh, this past summer. And we know just like how last year went that um, once it gets colder and people are indoors and people with the holidays, that's when like cases start ticking up um, because there's more indoor events and people are in close quarters and things like that. Um, so it, we, it needs to be on the front of our mind if we really want to avoid the same problems we had. Um, but really... What I want to say is that, like, as Americans, like, we really look up to our entertainers. Like, those are our role models. So if our entertainers aren't taking it serious, there's a lot of kids and even just impressionable adults um, that aren't going to take it serious. So uh, one example was from Rolling Loud, uh, a rapper or artist named Destior. Um, she had been uh, involved. I don't know if she still is with Future. Um, she had gone to from Atlanta to Dubai and then performed at Rolling Loud while she was under the weather. She found out that she was uh, she had COVID. Um, and then if you even if you look at Florida's cases over the, the past few days, they're rapidly rising. So it's like 
Rolling Loud was like really rolling COVID. Like it was, <laughs> it, oh, bro. Like, <laughs> but for That's, real, like people in close quarters, no mask or anything like that. Like you know that it's a breeding ground. It's like, yeah, this is money. Like I'm big bucks. Like we 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 live. Um, but even more than that, like I, I think about um the NFL. So. With the NFL, DeAndre Hopkins came out and said that he might be quitting the NFL if he's forced to take a vaccine because the NFL came out with a penalty for COVID-19 and said that if there is an outbreak among unvaccinated players and that causes a game cancellation, there will be a penalty for the team. Um, people are wondering how they'll figure out if it's unvaccinated players, but you there, there's contact tracing. So you can figure out who was predominantly um, like affected and then also where where it kind of like, again, contact tracing. You're going back to see who talked to who and how it spread that way. Um, it's what people have been doing with science for super long. Um, there was another uh, athlete named Cole Beasley who also plays football for the Buffalo Bills. Came out and gave a whole press conference about how he feels like we are not getting enough information. But these are the same people um, who are speaking directly to the doctors, doctors that have worked on the COVID vaccination, doctors that have been working like hand in hand with communities to to um, share information. And there was a player named Montez Sweat, and they asked after speaking to a, a vaccine expert, um, Montez Sweat comes out and says, "I'm not a fan of it at all, and I won't get vaccinated until I get more facts." But it's like, bro. Where are you going to get more facts from? That's like me saying like, oh, yeah, I'm not trying to go outer space until to outer space until I get more facts. After talking to the nigga that like works at NASA, like, bro, what? Like, Where where else are you going to get facts from? (laughs) Like, dog, who else is going to know better than this? You're silly. (laughs) But like, it just doesn't make any sense. And then he goes on to say that, like, he's hesitant because he hasn't caught COVID yet. So why would he treat COVID if he hasn't actually got it. So I'm just here to say that really like this is a PSA that one, the COVID vaccination does not mean that you cannot catch COVID. It just means that you will not suffer from the worst consequences of COVID. You're most likely not going to be hospitalized. 99.9% of people that have gotten the vaccine have not been hospitalized by this new Delta variant. So it, it the thing is to, to create herd immunity to stop people from getting like from the ICUs from like getting overwhelmed. Right. So I think people's approach to the COVID vaccine has been like misconstrued. I don't think they really understand. Cause they're like, Oh, I know people that got COVID after getting the vaccine. So why would I get it? It's like, cause you don't want to die. Like, I, and you don't want the other people around you to die. So I, I think that for me, like it's just a little frustrating because I know how important these people are in our society but they are some of the misinformed because they do live a life of privilege. So I think it is easy for them to be like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to do this. But they don't understand how many people are looking up to them. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, so, first of all, yeah, I totally agree with everything that you're saying. And I and I want to I want to take this take this uh, to a different perspective. All right. So a lot of people are very afraid because they're like, oh, I don't know, you know, what's in that vaccine. And I'm about to, I'm, we're about to get a little bit nasty on Bruin Black. And I'm sorry I had to come to this, y'all. But you know what? I'm going to tell you something. Years ago, chocolate was ruined for me because I found out what was actually in chocolate. Mm-hmm. Peanut butter was and then I did more research. And I found out what was in our peanut butter, what's in a lot of our fruits. I found out the lettuce was barely real. Um, It's like the doors have been opening up. When you eat chocolate, y'all, you're probably eating a little bit of termite. When you eat, when you eat uh, peanut butter, there's probably rodent hair in in the peanut butter. You, you trust so many different things Mm -hmm. every day from these companies who don't give a damn about you. And a lot of the things that we put in our body, especially if they're actually organically grown, it's going to have bits of bugs and other nasty crap in it that we are ingesting. All right. And you know what? You still, you still do. Okay. You still do. All right. And I, I do understand, especially black people in our history with, with this X, X, Y, and Z, but you have to look at the people who have been vaccinated and you have to look at the facts around the people who chose to trust the vaccination process. And at this point, I think you got to look and see how are they doing? Mm. 
Because mm-hmm. you have your living facts. You have your living statistics. Mm-hmm. There are so many people who have been vaccinated. You can ask them how they're feeling. You can ask them how, how they're doing. And you can see if their lives have been destroyed. You know what I'm saying? If if you and me have to do a a, a freaking podcast from, from hospital, adjoined, adjoining hospital beds next week, then maybe I'll say, hey, hey, y'all, maybe this vaccine is, is whatever. But mm-hmm. we have been living our best lives since we got, got vaccinated. Absolutely. And I just, I, I want to, I, I really do in all seriousness, want to say that like if y'all trust mcdonald's i don't see how this vaccine y'all put because y'all not ready for this y'all really you you whether it be our listenership the american public the the whole freaking world you put coca-cola in your body and that is and you can clean blood with it absolutely you can clean blood with it but you worried about a vaccine i want y'all to think about that Y'all use something that you could clean toilets with (laughs) that you can literally use as a cleaner and you put it in your bodies. You go to McDonald's McDonald's, where the the burgers and the fries, there are challenges where people literally take, take a burger, take some fries, both from McDonald's and every year they check on it and it has not dissolved. Mm -hmm. This is what we put in our bodies. So what I'm saying is we put a lot of horrible things in our body bodies you know what i'm saying just a, lot, a lot of horrible just for things, our pleasure right? right that are far worse i was eat i was eating lettuce and i had i was e- eating lettuce because i thought lettuce was a good enough green i i almost my my body almost didn't make it when i was in miami i'm not gonna <laughs> lie to the public i i had i my stomach was feeling horrible for days i i might not have made it but it wasn't that vaccine i'll tell you what <laughs> It, the vaccine didn't have me doubled over. The vaccine didn't have my stomach ripping itself apart every time I ate ate something or drank something. And I'm talking non-alcoholic beverages. Mm-hmm. I'm talking chi- chicken pot pies. I'm talking I'm talking soup. Every time I ate something, my body was tearing itself apart. And it wasn't because of no no darn vaccine. Okay, so we we gotta <laughs> we put a lot of crazy things in, in our bodies way before we even think about a vaccine, and I, I just want y'all to consider that, especially the athletes. You know what I'm saying? Who y'all y'all bodies gotta be in tip top shape. Look at the other, and also look at the other athletes who've gotten vaccinated, and they're they're also your living statistics, right? And so I just want to put a put a different perspective in it. Like, try it out. Try it out. There are a lot of black people who have taken it and like they're they're okay. And so we, you know, we we just sort of want to leave you, leave you with that. Like just like in all seriousness, literally give it a shot. Literally. <laughs> literally <laughs> That's give it a, shot. a bar. Literally give it a shot. Um, so yeah, look, I look, because I'm saying we're we're gonna go back, we're gonna go back in and look, some of us, some of us are, are ready to go. Can 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 be great back in or out. Mm-hmm. I was living my best life in in both situations, yeah. but a lot of y'all ain't ready for that life. So y'all don't gotta get vaccinated if you don't want to, but y'all gonna be inside eat, eating all this other poisonous stuff that's gonna rip your body apart, mm-hmm. and y'all gonna be and y'all still gonna be like, nah, but that that vaccine though. So <laughs> nah, yikes, yikes. But anyway, speaking of being inside the house possibly speaking of being private we have to th- we have to give a special shout out to miss Issa ray the, right. the best awkward black girl uh in hollywood the one who's rooting for everyone who's black um she recently got in, got married um and she sort of she sort of stepped out she had a she had a cute little post about uh marrying marrying somebody's uh a husband and she, of course she was talking about her own <laughs> um and and having her friends you know, show up to a function and they were all wearing the same things, her bridesmaids. Um, and what she has prompted is this question of, is love better when it's lived out loud? Or, or in other words, to, 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 how, to how, how T sort of explained it to me, is it better to love out loud or to be private until permanent? Mm. All right. And we want to know what y'all, what y'all are thinking, but T, tell me, tell me what you think about this debate, because Issa, we didn't really, it wasn't really public that she even had a man, you know, if you did your research, you, you would know, but like, it wasn't public at all. She mm-hmm. wasn't all booed up and Instagrammed up with them. And she just pops out married, happy, doing her own thing. And it's like, bye y'all. Like we'll probably never see, see this man again. Mm-hmm. We'll probably never see this man again. Um, and you know, what do you think about that? in terms of loving out loud or being private until permanent, which one, which one is best? Is there one that's better? What are your thoughts? I think it just, it, it works for whoever, like 
like it depends on the couple, I guess. Uh, I think for me, I think it's a little of both. Like, and it's, I think when people want to be private, it makes me pause a little bit because I'm like, well, why? It sounds a little scandalous. But I, I know there's people that are just more private people. I've had partners that were just more private people and they were just like, yeah, I don't want to share this intimate part about myself. And I'm like, but you share everything else. So why wouldn't you share this? And I'm not even like a poster, right? Like, I, like y- I've seen my girlfriend a few times, I'm sure. I talk about her all the time on the podcast. Like, she's my pinned tweet on Twitter. Like, so she's around, but it's not like, oh, I'm posting her all the time. But I don't really post much. I post the podcast and I kind of keep it pushing. I, I might share something I see on somebody's story. Um, but I'm not a very like, uh, a social media person in that sense where I'm just like constantly, I don't, yeah, honestly, I don't even know the last time I post a picture of just me, like, cause that's just not really my thing. It might've been honestly a year ago at this point. So like, it's knowing that about me and knowing that about your partner. Right. So I, I think that it really has to depend on the person. I just thought it was a little odd because there was a big wave of people over the last few years talking about like, oh, we want to be loved out loud. And then the minute Issa Rae dropped this, it was like, okay, uh, private until permanent pool. I feel it, period. <laughs> so I just thought it was funny how it could switch up. And when I was talking to my girlfriend about it, she was like, do you think it's the same people? And I was like, you know what? I think it's really a Venn diagram, right? Like, I think it was, there is a group of people that feel very like, no, post me. I'm trying to be out here loving on you in public. And then there's these people that's like, yeah, you know, we do what we do, like between us, like we're not really in a relationship for other people. But then I felt like it was a Venn diagram of people that like, it's kind of flippy floppy, a little wishy-washy. But yeah, I think that no matter what take you have, it's just be genuine with it. Whatever way you feel loved best, um, I, I think that like just rock with it. So what about you, Scholar P? How do you like no. to move in relationships? Well, yeah, I think so. Here's here's what it is, right? So when we think about, I mean, relationships in general, it's like you said, it's, it's all contextual. Issa Rae is in an entertainment industry where if everybody knows who her man is, that could that could overshadow her, especially mm-hmm. being a woman. Because I think sometimes when uh, you have women in the industry, people um, sort of minimize them and compartmentalize them to these emotional relationship-based beings, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so, in other words, if, you know, let's say back when 50 Cent and Vivica Fox were dating, Vivica Fox might do interviews and everyone's going to ask about 50 Cent, but 50 Cent might not get asked about Vivica every time, yeah. you know, or, or, you know, may, or, or maybe so. But when you're a celebrity, it's like, you don't want people to always just ask you about your partner because if y'all break up, sometimes that can also become the new, the news mm-hmm. of the day. Right. Right. So, so Weedy, you know, she probably still gets asked about Quavo every now and again, even though they broke up and Saweetie was a whole artist and had her own successful career before Quavo. <clears throat> and so I think in that situation, it gets it gets a little tricky. Um, I'll also say this. I've met a, a few women who have who have said things like, you know, well, I was dating this man and he had a, he ended up having a whole family on the side that I didn't mm-hmm. know about. So I think that sometimes you have your predators out there who like privacy is how how they, they sort of move sneaky like yeah, the snakes absolutely. that they are. Um, and so sometimes I think that's why being private can also have a stig- stigma to it and, and can also be a reason why people prefer it. Right. So it's sort of like this double edged sword because you can be private because I don't really know this person yet. I don't you know, they, they could have some secrets and whatnot. And so I don't want to post them all the time or like our relationship is it as defined or it can be like, oh, I mean, we're dating. Yeah. But like, you know, has things gotten serious? Are we engaged? And even if we're engaged, are we married and, and, mm. and things of that nature? So sometimes the privacy can just be about a level uh, about a level of, of things. I know for me as a single person right now, y'all ain't going to see no woman on my, on my stories. You know what I'm saying? And if you do, you're, you're going to see a group of group of women. And you're not going to know anything because I keep that type of stuff private. Mm. Cause I know if I, I've, I've posted so many friends on uh, my IG stories and I've had family members and friends be like, Ooh, who's that? Is that mm-hmm. a thing? And it's like, 
I don't want to get them caught up. I don't want to get myself caught up. Um, and so I think that when you're single, you, you just move differently. When I was in relationships, yeah, I, you know, I post, I think most of my exes have been very photogenic people and like, you know, and plus, you know, I'd be stuck when I'm in relationships. So like, we're going to be having adventures and, and I'm going to let y'all know because like, I'm going to treat, I'm going to treat my, my woman good and my woman's going to treat me good. And yeah, we're going to celebrate. And if you don't like it, unfollow me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think that when I'm in a relationship, I, for sure, I for sure move, uh, I, I for sure move different. So it's, it's just one of those things. Um, and yeah, I, I think, but I do think like you were saying before T like all of it is very, very subjective. And I don't think it's right for us to put that type of title or of stigma on anyone who chooses whatever path they choose. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like, I do think that relationships do not, and should not be defined by social media. Um, but I do think that it should be a factor in how you think about things right like i think that sometimes and a lot of times like love is genuine and it's like yeah like i I don't need to post you every time to let you know like what i'm doing in person right but it's like hmm if we've been in a relationship for two years and like you haven't mentioned me at all on social media that's weird because you share a lot of things on social media but if somebody doesn't share anything on social media and rarely uses it then it's like why would you expect that from them so I, I do think it's it's like a, a, I don't know, like a two-edged sword. It just kind of like comes down to the person. I think it has to be a case-by-case thing. But also with Issa Rae, too, it's like we're not Issa Rae's friends. Like <laughs> I think like maybe if you're in a relationship and his friends or her friends don't really know about you, that's weird. If people around you don't know you're in a relationship, that's weird. That's probably a red flag. But we're not Issa Rae's friends, right? So we don't, we're not privy to that information. We only should know how much somebody tells you. If I was a celebrity or even a semi-notable person, y'all might know who my partner is, but y'all ain't going to know nothing else about them. I would try to move like J. Cole. J. Cole moves so smooth. Y'all know he married. Y'all know he got some kids, but y'all ain't never seen them. And y'all probably will never will because people are weird. I'm trying to keep my people safe. So, yeah, I, I think it just kind of comes down to the person. But, yeah, I thought it was just an interesting conversation. Um, and it's a conversation that kind of happens a lot of times in a lot of different spaces. But, yeah, like I, I think you just have to find a, a nice uh, groove with your partner. And if something does bother you, you should probably let them know. Like if you would like to be on their social media and it doesn't mean anything to them, but it means something to you, like that's OK. Right. But if somebody's like, oh, you don't post me at all. Like, I think you just got to find common ground with that person. Right. Like, I always think about um, this Frank Frank Ocean It's on his blonde album and it's called the Facebook story. I want you all to listen to it. The guy is talking to us. He sounds pretty French and he's saying that he's living with this woman. And they've had this great relationship, but he won't accept her on Facebook. And it turns into this big blow up because he doesn't want to accept her on Facebook. And she's like, you're cheating. You're being a weirdo. Like, and she ends the relationship. And he's just like, it's Facebook. It doesn't matter. But if it matters that much to a person, you clearly can't care about them too much if you're willing to let go of this relationship just because you just don't want to accept them on Facebook. Like, to me, that's weird. Like, that's very weird like if you just if it's a click of the button and it doesn't mean anything to you and they're having a hard time with it that is the oddest thing so every time i hear that i I always wonder why frank ocean put it on there because i'm like this guy is not right at all like he's dead ass wrong but it's like if you're gonna fuck off a relationship like that then that's probably on you absolutely no and i and i think that you you make a great point and i want to i I want to sort of break down something you said right because what you got to understand, because I know there are fellas and women who, who feel like this, that like, you know, Facebook doesn't mean anything to me. Instagram doesn't mean anything to me. But you don't you gotta understand what people's experiences are. Mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, sometimes I don't I don't add you on Facebook because now you can look at my social media. You can see what I'm doing. And sometimes I'm, I'm moving in a sneaky manner. So here's the thing. You y'all do what you want to do, but realize that when you don't share share something like social media 
with someone that you're already kicking it with, already spending a lot of private and or public time with, it makes it look like you have something to hide. Absolutely. Because you can hide so much on social media. You can hide your DMs. You can hide your mutual friends. You can hide so much. And so do what you want, but you got to realize how that comes off because Facebook does mean something. Instagram does mean something. Twitter does mean something. People have made money, had 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 side side families, and been able to facilitate their their snakiness and their sneakiness through these social media platforms. And so sometimes it is important if you have nothing to hide to say, "Hey, you want to be added here, here." And then you'll find out how barren this thing is. You'll find out I only post post once every two years, mm-hmm. but you'll know I have nothing to hide. So, so I think that sometimes we, we got to think about like Facebook, Instagram, all these social media tools are, are snaky facilitations or ways that predators and, and, you know, ancient people like really facilitate scumminess. Absolutely. And you got to understand that. And you might, and you also got to think about what your partner might've been through. If I meet a girl today, she's like, yeah, the last two or three dudes I was talking to either had a, a, a side girl or they had a side family. And I'm like, well, that's cool, but no, you can't. I'm not going to add you on Instagram. You got you to figure out how that's going to come off. Mm-hmm. You got to understand that you have to have the emotional intelligence to figure out how that's going to come off. So, you know, I, I just wanted to break that down because I, I I hear about that type of stuff too. And social media does mean something. It is 2021. You can do a lot of things through social media. So, you know, it can be a life-changing thing. So we got to keep that in mind. Absolutely. Yeah, man. So yeah, that, that was, that was a great conversation. Y'all really honestly do whatever you want. Um, you know, it is, it is contextual. Um, but, but like, like Tisha was saying, like be willing to adjust and compromise with your partner when it comes to social media, um, because it is, it is a big deal. You are, you do have an audience things and things and social media can be used to do scummy things, great things, romantic things, lovey dovey things, private things and all sorts of stuff. And I also think that with stuff like IG and Facebook stories, and I think even Twitter has, is, is developing something like that where, where things aren't permanent. You can post mm-hmm. a nice Valentine's day picture and then, and then it'll disappear forever. And, right. and only you'll have access to it. Right. So, so we got, we got to remember things like that. Um, but shout out to Issa Rae, giving, giving you the love and the spotlight. Um, and, you know, and, and the addition um, of someone great. Um, but we're, th- we're talking a lot about the addition of something, but, but let's talk about the replacement of something. Mm. All right. If we may, if we may. Um, and, and at this point of show, For those of you who might not know, we're going to go into something called our spotlight. And our spotlight is when we give someone or something credit for doing something great in the community. So you remember when we were talking about our light roast, we have to critique people. But here at Brewing Black, we always like to end it with love. All right. So, T, I'm going to let you take this one as an Ohio native. Uh All right. Tell the people who we're giving the spotlight to and why they deserve it. Shout out to Cleveland, the land. You know, it's NBA draft night. So I got to shout out the Cleveland Cavaliers as well. Before we hop right into the spotlight, we drafted Evan Mobley. He's from USC, California to Cleveland. You know, he going to reverse me, but I know it's it's good things in his future. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we're giving our shout out to the Cleveland Guardians. You're saying, who was that? Huh? So that's Cleveland's baseball team. Uh, so this earlier this year, they finally decided to drop uh, Indians off their name and decided to be the Cleveland baseball team for this year and decide next year um, what their title was going to be. It was a process, but they've decided now to go with the Cleveland Guardians. So, whoa, let me let me get them a round of applause real quick. Oh, no. Oh, no. It didn't come through. It's cool. It's cool. Um, but I just want to give them a shout out. Finally. Uh, in 2018, they actually dumped Chief Wahoo. They actually used to use a racist caricature um, of a Native American called Chief Wahoo. Um, and they finally dropped that in 2018 after hearing for years that it was bad luck and they had bad omens. They had been to the World Series twice. They had a in 96, I believe they had somebody that was a golden glove. So imagine like having like an MVP of fielding the ball and that person literally missed the ball. It was like a routine, like pitch and catch the games over and he missed the ball. So since then, they've always talked about how the team is cursed because of the name. Um, so they finally jumped, uh, dropped Chief Wahoo after they uh, lost 
the the World Series in 2016. Um, and this change this year for their name was inspired by the death of George Floyd. Um, it's unfortunate that his death had to be the thing to let them know that, like, okay, this this is the final straw after indigenous people have for years told them that this is fucked up. So I'm glad that they finally saw the pressure um, and they got on the wave of social justice orientation um, once George Floyd um, was killed. Um, but yeah, so the name is going into place next season. So I'm just, I want to shout out the people that organized around the push to make this change for years. Cause it finally came through. It finally came through. So shout out to the people that fought for the name and is now the Cleveland guardians. Shout out to the land. So, um, that was the show. I hope y'all enjoyed, um, it was a phenomenal show. I, I think we covered a lot of a lot of topics, a lot of topics um, from uh, our light roast with the baby and tip to um, a lot of people and entertainers. Again, it was a lot of entertainers making bad decisions <laughs> uh, more than anything. Um, but then this conversation of being loved out loud or private into permanent. I hope that y'all enjoyed the show. I hope that y'all learned a lot. Um, but before we close out. Um, I just want to say, like, thank y'all again for listening. We are on episode 56. It's been a long time coming. We've made a lot of progress on the show. And we just hope that y'all continue to rock with us and continue to listen. And, um, yeah, just continue to rock with us and keep uh, tuning in. And we'll continue to um, get better, stronger, um, and keep making the content amazing. So, like we like to say, keep the coffee black and we like our podcast like we like our women black all right y'all thank y'all for rocking with us and we will see y'all next week peace